Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted to sample the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Natasha, I didn't think you're probably a little surprised that we're opening with some uh, pan flute music. Is any of this making sense to you? I'm not sure why we're opening with it, but um, the visuals make sense to me. Well, now Brooke, bring that microphone to you closer, honey. We all want to hear you. I know you're in South Africa, you're far away. We're through our tech issues. Uh, so this is um, this is Bill Conti, I think, is one of the greatest composers in our business. Not enough is said about him. Um, but Rocky and uh, Karate Kid, several other things. But uh, I just happen to love it. <laughs> it's the only reason I open with it. Um, kind of gets me thinking about the... Uh, the strike that we're in, but that's a, I don't know, maybe we put a pin in that. So we just open our show. You guys, welcome to regular guy Friday. We fooled him again, made it to another Friday. Hallelujah. Uh, reminder that today is your day. It's not your boss's day. It's not your children's day, your parents' day, your partner's day, your friend's day. It's your day. The only person or thing, excuse me, the only Creature you have to share today with is maybe your pet, because every day is their day. That's all I will say. Now, before I get going, I know say I Natasha's giving me that look. I know, okay, yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm taking my things. Okay, so I saw an empty seat in business class. I thought I would get away with it. I see 
now the flight attendant has caught me and I am moving my stuff back to economy and Natasha can explain why. Well, this is regular guy Friday. If you are looking for your deep healing with experts and Maria, that's Monday through Thursday. But today we get to take a different perspective on all the takeaways and learnings that we have from the week. And we just get to break down and discuss it. And uh, yeah, I love as- that. You're, first of all, it's your nice meets intelligence is <laughs> a different kind of takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. We put our feet up. We all worked hard during the week. You have a little bit of takeaway, of course. How boring. And then, you know, hopefully a lot of fun, a little bit of release. Uh, but if uh, you're tuning in for Maria and Heal Squad and you want all the great, amazing takeaways and all the um, life-changing tips and lessons uh, about wellness and health and just how to get better in all areas of life, then please press stop, go back into our library, Monday through Thursday, we have all of our Heal Squad episodes with Maria featuring all of that. So please don't, no one star rating, just, just please just be, just, just do be very un-American right now and just, that's okay. You can, you can move back up to business in first class. We're, we're, we're in economy. We're happy. Like I'm being good. I mean, I, I, I get what I like the exit row. Yes. Would I like economy plus? Yes. But I'm okay with my middle seat on spirit back in economy. But for all of you other people who need to be in business and first, just stop right now. Just press stop. That's it. And quietly, it's okay. Walk away. Just file off the plane. We've got a new plane for you. Brand new seats. They lie flat. Unbelievable. Over at Heel Squad Monday through Thursday. Okay, Natasha. Yeah, you can. And we we had an amazing week of such incredible we had an amazing guest and um you guys did a great chat show on monday so the week yes, was, was full, doing... full 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 of amazing lessons so you can go and listen to all of those yeah and next week more of the same every week yes. it's uh you know uh until further notice we uh we're dropping all new content with the exception yes. of thursdays our throwback show but uh monday tuesday and wednesday fresh content we have our throwback show and then obviously today friday we have fresh content as well but you know it's just for people who don't maybe nobody likes to be an economy but people who don't mind okay but they also like the logo to spirit though it's yellow it's bright it's fine they come out of the gate well yeah yeah but can people also like to listen to the shows because they get to get a catch-up and they get an insight into you and your world oh yes because that's so interesting <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my goodness well thank you nat so you know it's funny because i hear you know because i have so many friends now who are really hurting over the strike yeah and um you know i i i i don't know i don't know enough about it other than i think i know where it's going to end up and when i Think of the Karate Kid. It got me thinking of Cobra Kai, which I love the series Cobra Kai. But Cobra Kai hasn't, I don't know, it's been off for like a year and they have not even announced when it's going to come back. Rumors in January, but then I I Googled it and I didn't see much. Um, but when I really look into consumer behavior now, Natasha, uh, 
for scripted shows, we have, as consumers, they have trained us now to go a year, year and a half, sometimes even two years without our favorite shows coming back. And then you add to the fact that we have more content than ever. And I feel like when you have the Sopranos come out and then a Breaking Bad and a, and a Game of Thrones and you know, the, the, you know, the Puja generation of writers, the young kids, they have to be better now. They are. But look at the model you have to follow uh, to teach them, guide them, and inspire them. And so when you add all that up, it doesn't give the us writers, it doesn't give us a lot of leverage in terms of uh, studios really needing to rush back in. And then you add in football now, which is you know going to dominate until January, early, you know, and on top of that, uh, reality television, TLC, Bravo, the reality series are booming. If from what I hear from the studio heads, there a lot of them are sitting on a ton of content, so they can really afford to bleed people out, um, and uh, which is tough. So yeah, it's um, and I feel like if the writers and actors win. I think they'll win the battle, but lose the war. And the war is going to be far less content that's going to be produced. Like I had one exec say, well, I'm just, if, 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 uh, if there was 20 people in the room now, it's going to be five. It's like, I don't care. Like I saw what we're going to do. And I'm like, oof. So yeah, which is why I'm just always about making your own stuff. And I know I was trying to advise writers the last week at an event we were at and you could just see it just, goes right through them they you know i'm like get with a talent an influencer someone who's got a big giant following um they're gonna welcome your gifts and your talent partner with them make stuff go directly to their fan bases and you're done you cut out all those middlemen you cut your expenses way down and um but what do i know right now what do i know um so anyway nat yesterday very interesting. Learned a lot about mold poisoning. I learned so much yesterday. Yeah, we had an interview, right? Which year is, is it next week? Tuesday and Wednesday next week, yeah. Um, but it was funny because we went, Marie and I, the day before, we walked into a house. And um, it was an old house. Well, like from the 90s, wasn't old, but older people lived there. And I don't know why older people their houses have a distinct smell but that's what it was and it was funny when we were interviewing the person yesterday on mold he he said oh you know some of those houses that have that grandparent smell and i said wow so i had walked into a house that had that grandparent smell and um i made it halfway through the house we're actually getting a tour of the house i made it halfway through the house and um, I just was getting so depressed being in there. And uh, pretty much beginning of a migraine. And then for the rest of the day, massive migraine. And, um, you know, didn't think too much of it. Just, okay, I'll pound some caffeine, which sometimes will knock out a migraine. And then I had that interview. We had that interview and I said, oh my goodness, it makes sense. 
that there was probably mold and must in that house. And, and I've been exposed to it for so long that I just can't take it anymore. And, uh, and I react in that way. And he was saying how when he was exposed to mold and not knowing it in his house, he just powered through more. He's like, you know, more coffee by day and alcohol to fall asleep. That was, I don't do the alcohol to fall asleep, but I do, you know, the Diet Coke with coffee just to keep going. And so it really just opened my mind to, to mold. And I, and I know I can, I know I've been around it in construction and then the Carney business. And then when I renovated um, Maria's dad's house, it was an old house. And I know I was in the, I mean, it might as well have been adding pepper and salt and eating it. Natasha, I, I swam in it. I did the backstroke in it, you know, and I always just had that reckless abandon about demo and about getting things done but I can tell it's, it's, uh, it's taken its toll. And I just, I feel it. So anyway, so any other people out there, I just, now you don't want the whole, I don't know, everyone to get so paranoid about mold, but I think it's something to be aware of. If you're having headaches, if you're tired, if you're having other things triggering you, you, know, you may want to look into that. And I think if you have been exposed to it and you're not around it, that's great. But then you're going to be more sensitive when you are exposed to it. You're going to, super react. Um, and the other thing is I noticed with myself is when I walk into sunlight, I feel so good. And sunlight and, you know, will kill mold, you know, so it all makes sense to me. It just spoke to me anyway, Natasha. So I want to share that because I don't know if anyone else is going through that too, but it could be a clue into you know what's and the same thing you know the other thing too he said that really triggered me is he said and i went to every doctor and they said same thing they say to me oh you're just stressed i've just known you forever you just nobody works harder than you so that's why you're like this and you're old <laughs> i'm like no i know my body it's not that it's true and, but the thing with mold also a friend of mine um was exposed to it um a few years ago but it's it's so hard to get rid of because the spores just live in your lungs all the time. So you really have to actually take steps to and and the step and do things that are, are going to eliminate it from your body. And was he it, so he was making the correlation between blue light? So maybe. that's how he got into the blue light is because he needed to get his circadian rhythms back into flow. It's one of the things that he learned that was going to help to get rid of the mold. And that's how he got into the blue light blocking glasses business. I um, think, yeah, the circuit, you know, I've been getting up early and doing all, trying to do that stuff more. I mean, I've got my blue blockers on now. I'm, I'm wearing them as much as I can. Maria's got the super dark ones for nighttime. I think I'm going to go a little deeper in there. He mentioned something about charcoal. Charcoal is an extractor. Um, he mentioned... Uh, he's going to actually give us a list, which I should have today, which I will um, put into the summary of the notes of all the things that he recommends that are either inexpensive or free to help uh, reduce the effects of mold exposure. Because it sounds like he went on this quite, quite a journey to, yeah. to get healthy. And then he got so involved with it, he bought the clinic that healed him. Is that incredible? He's like, okay, he's healed me. So, and he saw the doctor was 88 years old. So he said, okay, I better buy this clinic because all this research is going to die with him. Really good man. Yeah. I encourage you to listen to the episode. But um, I just, you know, I said to him after the interview, I said, I just love people who figure it out. 
Yeah. You know, a regular guy Friday, a couple of years ago, I remember bumping into a woman who worked at Joanne's Fabrics and we started talking about crafting because, you know, I'm huge in crafting. Anyway, <laughs> actually, I, that, it's probably one of the few things I can do. So hand sew, not so good with the machine. I used to get frustrated with the the barber, the barber. It's easy uh, once you learn. My mother was a fashion designer, so I learned to sew when I was like five. Natasha, your mother was a fat, really? Just, yeah. Always, Natasha, always just learning. Wow. All right. We have to work with that at some point. That's yeah, she, she used to make um, wedding gowns and like bridal party things, like one off outfits, like one off designs for people. Wow. Home little business. She had like, she took converted the garage into a little um, sewing studio. She had like five people at one stage working for her. I love it. Yeah. I digress. So is that Joanne Fabrics? And so the, and, and I forget how we started talking about, but this one woman talked about homeschooling her children. And uh, I just started asking her questions. This was a couple of years ago, so I didn't have children on the radar, but I just was curious. I said, oh, wow, well, how did that go? And she said, uh, junior and senior, they got a little bored and they decided, let's try public school. And they went back and then they were super bored because they were so far ahead of everyone else. And the two of them have are super successful in different jobs. One's an engineer, and I forget what the other one was boy and a girl. But she just said, well, for biology, we would go out, I would go to one of the local ponds and we'd look at tadpoles. And for um, math, she would do something else. And I just, I said, you know, I, and I remember, I think I did get her info. I said, I'd love to have you on the show. Because I just, I love people who just figure stuff out on their own. You know, especially, especially when you don't have the means, that's where you really, I super respect you. Not that I don't, if you have the means and you're, you're figuring out, I still give you kudos. And especially if you share that, but I love people who just figure it out on their own. You know, they just, they, they get in there and they're like, okay, we're limited with our money, our resources, but we're going to figure it out. So cold plunging too. He had mentioned what he, he was big on yes. his cold plunging. Yes, and, he um, did. He did mention that he loves he loves those cold plungers. Um, he showed me his um, his you know they were joking there was a redneck cold plunger or whatever that he said that they have at home. He rigged it up. He took a chest freezer with fish filters and um, keeps the water going through it, and that's what he does. That's what he gets into every day. Well, I was saying, if you think of the price of ice you know, big bag of ice and you, you were going to figure that out. I mean, you could put it and you have a bathtub. You could figure, you could make something happen that way. Um, and if you probably had the ice in the tub, I mean, you might even get two days out of it because it's going to stay pretty darn cold, I would guess. But anyway, you know, you know, I think that I was saying to him, you know, do you sometimes use that to replace coffee? And he said, oh, yeah, He's, he goes, coffee, it's cocaine. <laughs> And I said, well, they say coffee is cocaine to the brain. So that makes sense. But I was saying to him sometimes, like I did it once or I did it a couple of times, actually, when I had to swim Max, I was trying, again, trying to figure it out. Max has this really bad shoulder and he's lost all his muscle mass in this one shoulder. And I said, I just, we're just going to swim. And so Violetta took him to swimming and he did some treadmill for 10 minutes. And I'm like, what the underwater? I'm like, that's not. 
So I said, like, all right, buddy, we're going. And I trained him to get into the pool. He hates it. But once he's in there and we're doing it together, he's okay. But it was freezing. But I would say I would get out of it and I would feel better. I just felt better. I felt uh, refreshed, awake. Um, so I think in my perfect world, it would be, and from what I understand, it's cold plunge and then start your day. Don't, and I know some people cold plunge, hot tub, cold plunge, hot tub, or the cold plunge and then take a shower, hot shower. And I think that defeats it. I think you got to end it on the cold plunge. So, yeah, I I heard, because when I first did the cold plunge, I, um, I think I told you the story. I did it as part of the Tony Robbins Life Mastery event. Yeah. And that's the only reason I did it is because like I agreed to do the event and it was part of it. And you know me, I commit to something and I'll do it. Um, otherwise I'm like cold adverse. I hate, I hate it. And that's how I fell in love with it. But they said that you've got to stay cold, like don't have a hot shower for about 20 minutes afterwards. Yeah. And I would say just don't just have your shower, handle all that stuff first, then cold plunge, dry off, start your day. I think, you know, you feel really good. And he, it was interesting. He said he holds his, his wrists out and he, he wraps his feet and, you know, whatever, some slippers or something. I know for me, my, it's funny, my hands and my, 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 my wrist gets just so icy cold that it, it, it's painful. So it was, it was nice to hear that he experienced the same thing and that that was his work around. Um, Natasha, yeah. do you know when are the rough years that you enter into you know what? adulthood before you actually get into that we are we taking a break? a break yeah okay we do need to take a break uh okay let's take a break and uh we will be right back on this edition of regular guy friday when you're on the go 24 7 like me guys finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials it's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier 
kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Standing on a corner, suitcase in my hand, jacket in his corset and chain in a vest. Me, I'm in a rock and roll band, riding right in a Stutz Bearcat gym. Those were different times. The poets studied rules of first, and all the ladies rolled their eyes. Interesting, different version of Sweet Jane. Lots of people. I think this is these are the people that uh, Bowie sang with for all the young dudes. Anyway, Natasha, happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you. I'm going to jump off for a little meeting. You like that little quote I gave these little interns about leadership? I- I do like that quote that you gave. That was um, that was yeah, pretty I don't awesome. Remember. <laughs> what do you mean you don't remember? I don't remember. Um, do you remember it? No, I should have written it down. All right, let me see. I... Oh, 
I do remember it. It was um, a good leader is. Is uh, uh, wait, I remember is tolerant with others, but strict with themselves. Yes. And I said a bad leader, which is a lot of our bad bosses are strict with everyone else. And, and loose with themselves, lazy, not competent. Um, and then an okay boss, I guess a better boss is someone that is competent and does work hard, but then is expecting all that from all everyone else around them. But the best one understands that if the people under you had all of your skills and drive and work ethic and talents, then they would be in your position. So you have to understand um, you want to be tolerant of the those around you, but strict with yourself, like push yourself to be your best anyway. I think it was Marcus Aurelius, supposedly Lincoln, but the people I've respected, that's how they've led. Those were the best leaders. Um, and I think remember when we did, you even, I know Tony Robbins' business mastery, he was saying only to expect 80% 80, 80 of people behind you. Look at me, how unprofessional with my phone. <laughs> now it's like, can I call you later? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little FaceTime action from, I don't know, some of the children at St. Anselm College. How interesting is that? Oh. We digress. Um, it's funny with the mold talk. I think certain foods have a lot of mold in them too that you have to, I'm going to start avoiding. But I'm really going to get into this. And I, I feel like I have already been into it because the circadian rhythm in the sun has been helping me. But I think I have more to go. And I may, it may be something I always have to be aware of. Yeah, okay, but you should look into like some kind of uh, mold treatment. Um, yeah, I mean, like, do you think- I know that my, when my friend, when my friend had it, uh, she happened to be seeing a naturopath at the time and um, she, you know, long story, but she landed up renting out her house on Airbnb and moving into a corporate housing thing. And um, she was staying there and she wasn't feeling great, but she was dealing with a naturopath anyway, because she had SIBO and she had this and she had all of these things. Mm -hmm. And um, after a, a few um, maybe three, four weeks being in, in the um, uh, corporate housing, she's the naturopath said to her, I want to test you for mold. I think there's something going on. Wow. And, and, and did she, they, find mold? they did find mold. She got a mold expert to come in and, you know, do testing and stuff in the, in the um, unit that she was renting. And, and yeah, they found they, they, she did have mold, but she went through like some treatment regime, regimen, should I rather say. Oh. To maybe cure herself can, of it. Maybe you can. We can find a little more from her. Yeah, I will. I'll ask her. Yeah, but it was quite, it. It's quite a thing because apparently the spores can reproduce in your lungs. The spores. The spores. <laughs> yeah. Spores. Uh, well, I cannot breathe in deep. <clears throat> I really struggle, and when I'm tired and I want to yawn, it's really hard to yawn. I can get there, but it's tough, and I. My regular guy approach instinct has been, I just need to do some good cardio. I just haven't had the time. And I, I feel like a good basketball game. If I could get back to playing basketball, I'd be running around. Um, my mind would be occupied. It wouldn't be on the lungs. But I, I don't know why I feel that I can force them to start working again. And I don't know if there's any accuracy to that. I remember when Maria was doing Dancing with the Stars, whatever activity she was doing actually helped her break free of her asthma. 
So I don't that's know. That's that's just an instinct. I don't. That's just a, a me trying to figure it out and experiment on myself. But yeah, I'm not. It, breathing is really, really hard. It's really hard. Now think about it. You're, you hear me huffing and puffing, but yeah, it's definitely. Um, but yeah, I think I think that there's like steps that you need to take. I don't think it's, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do, and they work their way through. Work they can work your way through the system. I think this is one thing that doesn't right. because it I'm on it. I'm on the case, reduce. and we'll keep everyone posted. I mean, you know, the regular program of just trying to avoid things that take my energy, and you know, be a little bit easier on myself, um, including when I need caffeine, just doing it has been helpful. Plus the sun, but you know, I'm always in my, my tank tops. Um, you know, I, people must think I'm the biggest queen, <laughs> but I, but I'm just really honoring it now and it's working, you know, I'm just trying to get as much sun under my skin as I can. Um, but so many things that like, even Maria was sending me some Instagrams, um, and just talking to this guy this week and then looking into, you know, just being exposed to to being on you know the show in the blue light blocking glasses i know it was a thing you know i bought them for dylan i didn't really think much of it like long ago and now learning more and more about it and how important it is to have the sun and to to do all of these things for your body it's um it's great like um i was reading some research that there is um two tribes in africa that they really live on the earth you know they're barefoot they're in the sun all the time they're mm -hmm. eating from the earth but they're Stuff, eating yeah, right. pull from but, the they, but they pull it from the ground but they also like their water isn't purified and this and they, they don't get sick yeah no and they're saying it's because natural. they're they're barefoot so they oh. continuously grounding and mm -hmm. they're in the sun all the time and then there was one tribe that started wearing sunglasses and they started to get sick and i know maria sent me a video is that when you go into the sun and your eyes see the sunlight they release chemicals in your body so you don't burn. But when you're wearing sunglasses, you still think you're inside and your skin doesn't have that same chemical reaction and therefore wow. you can burn. It was really interesting, she said. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, makes a lot of sense. It's funny because Costa's village, Maria's dad's from, he said when he left, the old people in the village were there when he left. And then when he went back as an older person himself, he said, they were all still there. And like and Maria's mom said, before Chernobyl, everyone lived 90s, 100s. Costa's grandfather's 110. Wow. You know, <clears throat> so mountain living, same thing, uh, similar, you know, very, very similar. Yeah, something to be said for all of it. Yeah. Something to be said for all of it. Um, now then, I was talking about uh, what age is mature adulthood? I was told it's between 38 and 43. So, you know, Maria's right, you know, there into that place. I'm mad elderly, as we know. But um, just going back and forth with Ida Kendall about this, and she she was saying, you know, um, this is the time you you start resolving things that you've been managing since the onset of young adulthood, which is at 18. Um, and we started talking about you know, for some people it's managing fears or, you know, it's whatever those things are, you have to, if, if you are progressing, you know, unless you're stunting, you're not stunted at, at that 
in your maturity level, but if you are progressing, you start to um, try to come to grips with these things. And um, this got, into, got us in to talk about fear, living with fears, and how for some people, perfectionism can develop out of fear. Um, you know, when you don't feel safe in your, your childhood, you know, you try to control what you can, and you think if everything's perfect, you'll be safe. Um, so it was just, uh, I don't know, that really just spoke to me because I'm always, I'm always about, hey, B plus is okay. Mm. And, you know, Maria and I go back and forth on this all the time. And then somebody recently said that to us. I think it was one of the interviews. Well, oh, it was, it was a, Chris, Chris Carr, cancer survivor of 20 yeah. years. I love yeah. his perspective on like, it's okay if it's not perfect. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm really trying to make improvements in my life. Maria's doing the same, especially with Athena, with a daughter. But I, you know, I, I had to say to her, like, I can, you know, I can keep working the multi jobs I have during the day. And, um, I can be a caretaker to Athena as well, but I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect at it. Work, pay for all this, keep everything going, you know, uh, take care of everyone around us and the baby and be perfect. I just yeah. can't happen. And what's going to happen is you're going to get stressed out because I'm not going to be perfect. You're going to stress me out, shorten my life, which is not a good idea because this baby is, you know, I'm an older, as we said, I'm an elderly gentleman. So, um, but it was just, um, it was interesting to, 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 um, to bring that up, you know, and the other quote that came up too, which I think a lot of people in the Hill squad would probably, um, it would probably resonate with was, uh, if you ask more of yourself, then you have to give yourself more, you know? So, um, I mean, right now, I mean, I've always worked hard, but I've never been so focused, I don't think, on so many different things. And uh, and I've gotten away from, you know, the, the physical work and construction. I just can't do it anymore. I'm out just, first of all, like mentally depresses me, but it probably is something physical too. But, um, but I have to give myself more. And it's not a lot more, but I think that when I need things to do to make my life a little easier right now i have to take advantage of it but i just thought that was a good that was a really good quote i like that too because so often when you when you're expecting more of yourself you actually give yourself less yes yeah yeah so i, don't know, I just thought there was a lot in there and you know something else too she said um i was like you know out of all the therapies kevin you know and i've she's done them all studied them all Two things she said is all that you need. Breath work and spiritual response therapy. The latter of which I know nothing of. <laughs> That's what I was about to ask you. I, right? no I don't know. Is. I want to find out more. Spiritual yeah. response therapy. So I don't know if you're on Patreon and you know something about it, give us a jingle. 
some of the people in Miss Jean's magic mirror. That's a romper room joke, Natasha, from that's an old show in the mornings back in America. You're nodding your head. Do you know about romper room? No. Yeah. So Miss Jean, or there was different. I think every city had a different woman who would host the show. But she'd pull up her magic mirror and say, romper, bumper, stomper, boo. Tell me something, blah, blah, blah. And she'd say, today I see Timmy and Jackie and Janie. Never say Kevin. Ever. Ever. <clears throat> Sorry, I digress. But, yes, yeah, she pulled out the magic mirror. So when I put out my magic mirror here, you know, I say Bailey. I say Alyssa and Angie. And, you know, we have our magic mirror of people. Mary. This is so many. Um, anyway, if any of you know about spiritual response therapy, I'd love you to learn more. But if you don't, then um, for I did to say that those are the two things. See, I feel breath work would help physically help me with yeah. mold right now. Um, but I want to know more about the spiritual response therapy. So yeah, I'm going to jump in on that. that. I'm going to look into that too, because maybe we'll find a great guest that we could bring on. You know, we always talk about, um, narcissism you know and um i forget how we were talking about how imposter syndrome develops you know when you don't feel sure of yourself when you know you have a talent but you don't feel sure of it i always thought it's kind of a good thing because it keeps you humble and makes you try harder but i think obviously anything like that taking extreme is not a good thing because it's preventative um so there's something I wrote down as we were going back and forth. And again, I think this will speak to a lot of people. I think this totally should, this to me speaks to Kelsey in her situation, but this speaks to you to Natasha from, not necessarily from your family situation. I don't know enough about that, but I think some of your work situations you've been in, you're good at what you do and you kind of know you're better in your skill set than most. And you're aware of your own talents to a degree, but nothing is mirrored back by the narcissist you're surrounded with. So none of those narcissists are confirming your talents, your gifts, or your greatness. That is really interesting. And because they're neurologically locked, they can't see you or your system, you know? So you kind of have to review the hard evidence yourself to see your own worth. You know, I used to always hear it takes talent to know talent. Like that was a big thing I used to hear in our business. But I think in families, um, you know, Ida was saying how she owned a restaurant for a period and couple of weeks before her mom passed, you know, she went and took care of her for the last couple of years and she was cooking for her. And the mother said, wow, I didn't know you were such a great cook. And I was like, I owned a restaurant that used to get the best reviews, but, but, you know, just, and I know that with my own family, they, you know, they don't know the 99% of things that I do. They have no idea and they don't care to know. Um, that's fine. I've made my peace with it. But I think uh, 
it's helpful to a lot of other people because I think when you're surrounded by a family system or a work system that's like that, it just starts wearing you down. And you think, oh, well, I'm an imposter. I'm not, I'm not worthy of this. And you start believing them. Um, and then that's the worst. And I think eventually, you know, your health goes and because somewhere inside, you know, you're better and you're more talented. You know, you're better, you know, you deserve more. Um, but you know, they're, they're going to make you think you have five heads for believing that, but say what you're going to say, Natasha. No, I mean, this is, this absolutely resonates with me, but it's also made me think about, cause you know, we're going through, we, you know, put these great all-star shows together um, and we are going through our library and we're looking at some of the older content, like reviewing some of the older content. And I, some of the shows I haven't heard before. And um, one show that I was working on yesterday was uh, Glenn and Doyle's uh, interview with Maria or Maria interviewing Glenn and Doyle. And she spoke about envy and how mm. when she thinks envy is not, used correctly or interpreted correctly and this is what kind of made me think of what you were talking made me think of this is because you know you have that imposter syndrome and you're feeling so um you have so much self-doubt and then you're looking around to other people and you're like oh I, you know I know that I can do that and I know that I'm maybe better than or, or mm. equal equal to <laughs> and that's what she says envy is about envy is when you when you see, when you are envious of somebody, it's your soul telling you that you're supposed to do that. Right. I always felt there's a difference between, I think envy was healthy, jealousy is where it gets dark. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that kind know, of so brings me back to the same imposter syndrome is like when, you know, you start to create the self-doubt, but you're still looking out into the world and thinking, oh, but I, there's, there's something inside of you that knows that you're better. You know, and, you know, and you guys yeah. wonder why I'm so angry. <laughs> Again, when you're self met for an Italian male, you just you don't get sad, you get angry. <laughs> you still you still get unhealthy, you still get sick and die. It's just a different way to get there. But I try to I've used that anger to say to fight it, to try to well, at least for other people. You know, I've made a lifetime of trying to see of seeing those people. And then I'm just constantly shocked at the people who don't see them. You know. God, even where I met you, Natasha, like what the, <laughs> like, like, I just walked into a, you know, whatever. I yeah, you, you the all the people that were pushed on me that were the stars were nothing but I wouldn't hire or nothing. I would have nothing, and I'm like, no, that's the star over there, and like, who's that person? Um, but I think that, yeah, in those systems, um, when you're in those systems, whether it's a family system, which I think a lot of people are in or work system, you got to ask yourself, you know, make, am I going to take that healthy risk to break free from this narcissist system that doesn't see me, see my value, uh, and grow, or am I, am I going to collude with them and get sick? Or live in their shadows and not actually shine your light. Dot, dot, dot. No, that's part of it. Live in their shadows, not shine, dot, 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 and get sick. Yeah. So, and just not, listen, empathy for those people. They can't understand any system outside of their own. 
you know they'll never get your system they'll never get you uh and more than likely they'll never acknowledge your greatness i mean god i remember just seeing tv shows and i i or movies dramas scripted dramas and the one character would go out and do all these great things but then would still have the parent who was like that's wait what are you working on that thing for that's dumb and i was like no that's not i'm i've come to learn it's exactly true i remember there was a big giant producer of a really big 90s uh sitcom and we went to lunch with him because we were working on a project together somehow he started telling me a story about his family and his dad and um he had tried out he almost played professional baseball and i think he maybe in in practice he had hit a ball out of yankee stadium or close to being out of yankee stadium and the father barely acknowledged it, it was just like yeah when are you gonna get a real job and then when he went on to make it and you know he did the whole i want to bring my parents out and show them everything walking around this the lot and everyone's greeting him mr this and mr that and you know you've got this number one hit series and and the father was just like does anyone even you know it was like does anyone even work here i just see people sitting around it was just nothing there was just no acknowledgement and i remember this fella probably in his like early 60s he could see it still hurt him yeah you know it still hurt him and um you know so yeah, there's uh they just don't get it, you know. They don't they don't get it. And I think you have to make your peace with that. And no matter how much you succeed, sometimes they still don't. Yeah. Which is why I go to the old tug of war reference. You can either pull a person towards you, the other party, they can pull you toward them, or you can just let go of the rope. Yeah, I agree. And for that reason, I'm out. But yeah, it's tough. I've, I, I see it a lot I, and I don't get it. I hope my daughter is a thousand times greater than me um, and Maria, but I, I, I don't get it. And it's not like I said, it's not just families too. There's work systems as well. I've seen Maria in those work systems. I'm like, you know. But I think if you have a family system like that, if if you are that narcissistic family in your family, you're going to be like that in work. It's not like you're going to change. Oh no! That's, mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. why you, these systems are everywhere. And then, and then you know, this is the empathy I'll have as well. Sometimes maybe it's not full narcissism. They just don't get it. They don't have the capacity, and that is a degree of narcissism. But it doesn't mean they're like they're full on narcissist. Mm -hmm. But the narcissism is they just. past you see beyond their little bubble and so in their little bubble they don't get it i mean like I, again i will take it to my own with maria i'm like she acts in major feature movies she does entertainment journalism um she does nightly news serious journalism interviews the obama family which abc news said was one of the top reasons he won what's arguably our most historic election she wrestles professionally she's on magazine covers um pantene spokesperson for seven years kelly ripper was like four and then everyone else you know since then and huge names selena gomez two years like marie was the longest running 
Um, and yet the those places she worked at didn't get it. When I was younger, I'm like, what what don't you get? How much more do I have to show you of the asset that you have here? And now I come to realize, like, you know, as those shows have faded away and those people with them just they didn't get it. They didn't have the capacity. They never will. They're only in their little world. Um so yeah, I think if you feel like that inside and you're not a psychopath narcissist, because we know those people too, right, Natasha, that, yes. that think they're like, no, actually, you're not. <laughs> you think you're like this rock star at whatever you're doing. And no, actually, you're not. But I, I'm not, Heel Squad doesn't, we don't really have that audience. You know, I think our audience is, you know, like you and Kelsey Maria, I think, um, there's people questioning and yes. if, if you, cause I've always asked this question, like I often have asked this question cause um, you're like, how do I, how do I know that I'm not a narcissist? And my, my counselor at the time used to say, the it's fact because that you're, you're asking the question. the question, you know that you're not. So I think in our heel squad and our community, people are questioning. Wait, so say that, say that again. I shouldn't have stepped on you. Say oh, no, 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 that's fine. So um, I've often asked, like I used to ask my counselor, you know, when I started going on my, when I was getting out of my situation and going on my journey, mm -hmm. I said, but, but, but are you sure I'm not the narcissist? Like maybe I'm the narcissist. And my counselor used to say, the fact that you asked that question, you're not. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And I think it's great that you do ask the question. You know, I think we should always be checking ourselves, Right. But 100% accurate with your. Because, uh, you know, they, sometimes there are things that you do and you're like, oh, well, yes. you know, maybe, good. maybe I'm not. That's right. And, um, and then, um, right. Yeah. You know, so no, it's important to be, to ask. Um, but I think that's very accurate. The fact you're asking is, yeah, no, you can be narcissistic with a decision. We all are at time or moment, but a narcissist. That's different. I think the thing we have to wonder, worry about, though, this is the thing where, again, I don't want to put more on the codependence because there's already enough on them, but you have to watch out that sometimes when you're so heavily trained by narcissists, that sometimes you learn that behavior. So when the next codependent comes in your life, you can flip the switch and you become the narcissist. Or sometimes to carry out the bidding of the narcissist, you take on those um traits yeah i think that's kind of something and so it's why you just kind of want to get out of the whole codependent narcissist get out of that triangle altogether and um, also sometimes you you react to the narcissist reflecting their own behavior like you act back at them I, you know, it's it's such PTSD for me because I just grew up with them forever. And then because I grew up with them, I was always attracted to them as friends, as you know, and um, and then probably in relationships, yeah, I was the narcissist, like in my my romantic ones. I mean, there were ones that it was the other way, but then there were ones, you know, because I the shit was rolling downhill on me that I was the one, and I, I was admittedly, um, which I hate myself for, but um. Yeah, I don't know. My heart goes out to anyone involved. It's like I, I just run, <laughs> just get away. It's it's going into the grandma's house, the mold house. Get out, just get out. It was so funny because we were looking at this house, 
And the old me would be like, okay, well, they set an appointment for us to see this property. Let's be polite, be Catholic. <laughs> and and Maria just is so great that she's found more of her power to be like, no, we're never buying this. We're never having this. No, uh, we don't need to see the upstairs. And I'm I'm so grateful because who knows what would happen to me if I stayed in that house any longer. Um, Anyway, what about maybe one more break, Nanny, or do we need another break? We don't need another break, but we can take one. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. We don't need it. We let's, don't need let's it. Let's play through, play through. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I just, you know, I'm, I'm working with, and I've talked to people about this before, I'm working with a longtime friend, former student of mine, back in one of my many, many, many lives. I was a teacher. And uh, a young one, right? Right. Actually, while I was in the middle of college, I started teaching. And then the first year out, I did. And I had a young guy there that was uh, a genius, you know, perfect score in his essay, English SATs. And I've talked about him before, but, you know, like many geniuses, can't chew gum and walk in a straight line. And then also because he was told from go he was a genius. Um, he had nothing left to learn in his mind. And like when I always tell people, be careful, your IQ can betray you because you're so smart, you don't think you can be wrong. And then you, obviously everybody's wrong. Nobody is 100% correct uh, on everything. You know, so this guy went down that path and, um, you know, it's been homelessness and i mean like in us having to hire pis to find him marie and i and you know we've you know fine no one knows who he is but and i'm proud to say this we've taken care of him for years but i've never given up on his gifts and his talent and um you know I, that's another thing too you know don't think your time has passed because now this guy is 50 and sometimes the world has to catch up to you. Sometimes you're so far ahead. Chris Hardwick, you know, when I used to do Singled Out with Chris, um, I've never met anyone so lightning-witted. There were times and back then, shame on all the bartenders back then in my life because I got way overserved. Natasha, it was not my fault, but I was Definitely. well overserved many many definitely not your fault week back then <laughs> yes and um sometimes just be hung over and i'd be like all right i can't <laughs> like i was good at the sketches and i was good at the skits and the costumes and so but sometimes just that little zippy one-liner i didn't have a lot of experience as a joke writer that came later chris never oh no no just give it to me give it to me he'd just take the piece of paper he'd walk up nail something but you know even then i was developing my my Talents in, in the art of having the crystal brain were very raw. I mean, I was helpful to him and to Carmen. It's Jenny, especially Carmen. Um, and Chris, too. But we couldn't figure out what Chris's thing was. Sitcom, acting, stand-up. We tried everything. And then, lo and behold, the internet comes around. And then he creates the Nerdist. And so the world caught up to him. 
and it all went well. Um, I always tell the story of John Elway and a lot of sports buffs like, you know, push back because they get so deep on sports. I'm sure Steve the Steamer will have a rebuttal for me for saying this, but John Elway was criticized. He had never won a Super Bowl. And then he was like 38. And in and, and 38 today is old for a quarterback. It is. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's only so many Tom Brady's, but back then it was ancient. And one of the knocks on Elway is he threw the ball so hard that he would break, he literally would break receivers' fingers. Wow. And what happened is by the time he got older, he lost just enough on that arm, just enough arm strength that now he was connecting with all his receivers and he goes on and he wins two Super Bowls. You know, now there's other reasons. Obviously, he had better running game and things like that. But the point, his running backs were better. But the point is sometimes, you know, you have to slow down. You end up slowing. Life slows you down. Then the world slows down and everything connects. Sometimes things catch up to you. And so with my friend, you know, some of his ideas were just so far out there that they would make sense to me. But, you know, he, he might, but because he had no, um, he had no one telling him his shit stunk. He had no one telling him that, yeah, you're a genius, but there's still things to learn. I mean, even Mozart, three years old, he was playing piano, but his, what, what, you kind of see in the movie Amadeus, but the truth is his dad was an accomplished composer, mm -hmm. very successful in his own right, who pushed the hell out of him. And there's been so many books written about, I remember they, they took a hundred people as a test and they said, draw a self-portrait, non-artists. And everyone drew portraits that were horrible. They trained them all. And you know, Natasha, 97 out of a hundred of them, when they were done with their training, their self-portraits all were the work of professional artists. So I had an art teacher who said that everybody can learn to draw or paint or, you know, create the craft. Not everyone can learn to be an artist, but you can all learn. You can learn the craft. Yeah, 100%. She was like adamant that everybody can learn to do it. It's just like a little bit more of that creative flair of the, or having a message or things like that. Not everyone can do that, but everyone and, can learn the craft. And remember what Filthy said when he drove up in his 1984 Coupe de Ville, leather seats, cassette. You don't remember? No. He said, you can scam all you want, but you got to work. Yeah. I got to put the work in. I don't care. You know, how many guys do we know that can dunk a basketball? Like they have all these gifts, but if they don't put the time in to the craft and with the humility, it's not going to happen. But fortunately, um, the world now has gotten a lot smarter to see this guy's work. But then the flip is he also has come down to earth and been humbled to the point now that rather than, you know, writing a 2000 page novel, which is ridiculous, like that's, you know, you know, he, now he's learning to uh, paint with, you know, paint color within the lines, so to speak. Yeah. You know, and and it's funny. I had another teacher give me this one. Um, every painting needs a frame. And what he meant by That's that was, one. yeah, there's a reason there's a three-act structure in screenplay. There's a reason that, you know, you have a, a blueprint for a set of house. It's house. Like you always need a frame and then you can do anything creative within the frame. But 99.9% .9 of the time, you need a frame and a structure. So, you know, the reason I bring it up is because 
you know, with this one guy, he sometimes um, can just go into these dark fits. Like we've been here before. We've done music together and it's like, we're right there for something to really happen. And then he, you know, disintegrates. And um, I think more because now I'm stepping into my power and not, I'm being less codependent. You know, I used to chase him around and just kind of, you know, go soft on him, so to speak, and just kind of pump him up. Because I, I felt so bad. I still feel bad for him. But now I'm just like, hey, I, with Athena and everything going on in my life, can't do it anymore. So you either got to take advantage of this or not. So he hit one of his dark spells and uh, it was the whole, you know, I just, I'm writing this because I love, I love this world and I love what I'm writing about, but, um, you know, I could care less if it sells or not. There's nothing else, you know, you know, if my, there's really nothing, nothing else to, to do or live for. And, but I'm just gonna, you know, go about my days and my, my, um, you know, and he mentioned being too dumb to quit. And I said, Oh, it's funny. That's what's going to be on my grave. Probably, you know, j just keep it trying to keep it light with him. And he was like, I'm not even going to have a gravestone. I don't want to even have existed. I used to think my gravestone would say just passing through. Now it's not even going to be. And just finally I said, okay, stop enough. Okay. You're one of the smartest people I know truth. So you aren't going to understand what I'm saying. Um, but we know from our show that toxic self-talk, you know, what it leads to, it leads to failure. You know, it leads to just more toxicity. Um, you know, what we talk about over and over again, we make happen. So I said to him, um, you need to either shush yourself out loud. I mean, sometimes Maria will hear me go, shh. She's like, I didn't say anything. I'm like, no, that's me talking to my inner voice with all the horrible things it's saying to me. But that's just interrupting the pattern of your own thoughts, that's, which is great. Yeah. So you interrupt the pattern and then you start to create a new neural network. And I said, and I know you're a lot smarter than me. So you understand what I'm saying. I said, so for the sake of me, you, and this project, you have to stop. And so he said, you know, I'm gonna, now, of course, probably didn't help that I threw another 500 bucks in his Venmo <clears throat> just to kind of hammer the point home. <laughs> Natasha, you always have to pay the VIG. Don't you understand? <laughs> Do you even know what the VIG is? No. So here's the thing. So Filthy would tell you this from his 84 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Whether you win, so if you, whether you win or lose, if you gamble with the mob, you have to pay the VIG. It's like, um, I would say maybe a processing fee. You know, when you buy a car and you have all these other tack-ons, yes. Service fee, right? Dealership, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So the VIG, I forget what the VIG is. The VIG, there's a certain number of it. Maybe it's 10 or 15%. I don't know. But you always have to pay the VIG. So I had to pay the VIG. I pay, pay the VIG here. No, but I wanted to, you know, because sometimes if someone is in such a dark spot, you could be the one to knock them out. And, you know, 
So how to show some love, but then how to be tough and say, hey, you know, I, and he said, oh, you know, I, I really appreciate the charity. And I said, this isn't charity. I said, we're doing this book together. It's business and it's going to be successful. Um, but you are going to ruin it. Your job, do your job in the words of Bill Belichick. And your job is to write an amazing novel. My job is going to be to sell it. Give you notes and sell it. Yeah. I'll do my job. You do yours. But if you keep talking the way you're talking, you're going to manifest this thing to fail. And so he like came what? to. So, That's you know. good. Kev, while you were talking, I was thinking about um, the just calm. Do you think that might help him? Yeah. You know what? There's a physical component there. Definitely. It's bad diet and, you know, which just feeds it you know unfortunately uh yeah yeah probably that would help the just thrive the pro all of it would but again i and i said to him listen i i don't know if this project is going to put you in a mansion but i know it's going to put you into a place where you can be writing for a living like you should be and we and and your stress can be on character arcs and plot developments that i know just do your job and then I think when we get there, then that'll be the next phase where you start working on that stuff. Um, the neural network in place in our brains from past experiences and traumas. Every time we realize things were messed up in the past, we override the neural network in our minds to build a new one. So that's, you know... That's why we always talk about awareness. And I know some people just get annoyed. Like, I don't want to talk about my childhood. I don't want to deal. I don't want to, like, I just want to be happy in Greek dance. So, you know, whatever I'm talking to, <laughs> thinking of people in our family. But, um, but you see, when you have that awareness, you can build a new neural network. So you become aware of why you make the decisions you make, why you accept the shortcomings. Maybe you accept, um, or you have the bad feelings you have, but if you can have an awareness of, hey, it leads to this past childhood trauma, you can start building that new neural network too. You know, so I just think all these little tricks and <laughs> you, you, you could just start with shushing yourself. I know um, Ida sees, she envisions a, uh, a delete button being pressed. <laughs> to stop it. But I think that's one way. And then I think, you know, the other way is just in talk therapy, when you have that awareness, like, oh, the reason I took that crap from that boss is because that's what, that's the crap I took at home. You know, yeah. I also think like a lot of Ida was like, I need to write that down, matey. She's like, you've got a bunch of these on your own. But I think sometimes in our houses, we, we weren't, a lot of voice in our homes, but then those same family systems expected us to have a voice outside and it doesn't work that way. You know, it, it doesn't work that way. So all over yeah. the place today, I'll tell you that much, Natasha. It's true. <laughs> it's true. We're all over the place. Yes, we are. Yeah, we are. We're all we over are. the place. We're all over the place, but the, the thing I, I always say, and I actually use it in other contexts, but I think it's the similar here, is nothing can ever be unseen or unheard. So once you have the awareness, you can't take that awareness away. 
right. seen it. Like you, you, you can't so, see it. Right. So it's in you and it's affecting you in some way, shape or form. Right. Yeah. So might as well just go a little deeper and, 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 and have it. So it's not affecting you or mm -hmm. debilitating you in any way. The last two miles of the marathon are the hardest mile yeah. 25 and 26. But you know, we, it's like, I always try to tell people, would, could you imagine going through all the training and the trouble to run 24 miles of a 26 mile marathon and not running the last two? That's insane. But yet so many of us do. That's an example. Like you're, you know, you, you, you've gone through this experience, this trauma, it is affecting you. Lean into it a little more. Don't obsess about it. Don't dwell on it. Everything's balanced. But yeah, I just think that um, you can create those new neural pathways. And that's a good point, Natasha. It's, it's it's affecting you anyway. It's in you. You can't unsee it. You know, so why not deal with it? You know, why not deal with it in a healthier way? Then again, what do I know? I'm just a regular guy. Just a regular guy on his journey. Um, well, Natty, I have no bonus. I'm tapped out. Uh, it's going to be a nice fry -yay. Um, I got to get to my baby. Gotta get, yeah. Uh, coming to you on Zoom today. Not in studio. She is um just she's three months today. Kev, you need yes, to so I acknowledge said, that. I so it's thank you for bringing that up. Uh, we have a pink Range Rover being delivered from the Range Rover dealership for my super three month uh birthday birthday extravaganza. Um, I've got Diplo who's going to be playing for her three month party tonight, and uh, invited a bunch of other of the more popular three month olds that are out there. And we're just, yeah, super, super excited. Cause we know this is something that's really, really healthy. Very healthy. You know, when I, when <laughs> the things I did when I, I went to this one year old's birthday party many, many years ago, it was like when I was um, kind of when I first moved here. And uh, the one reason I was invited was to go and view the property that it was at. Because now I was in events a little bit before. And um, so I go up to this one-year-old's birthday party. It's at the top of Beverly Hills. There was like a um, a property there. It sold for a billion dollars, just to give you a With a B. With a B. Wow. Um, it was 360 degrees views. They had this whole like thing set up, multiple bars. They had pony rides, a, a train. <laughs> it's just the most insane uh, thing. I was yeah. like, where am I? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I mean, I have to think, I mean, I have to think that sometimes those events are about parents being able to get together with their friends that they haven't seen. Because oh, they want, what is the baby going to gonna know? Yeah. But I think it is, no, when, it, when it's, when the kids can become aware and it's, you know, six and seven, and again, I try not to judge, you know, everyone's different, but yeah, when you, when I would see that super sweet 16 show, I was like, oh my goodness, the monsters that you're making on that show. And then Kelsey said, when she was watching it as a kid, she was expecting that from her parents. I mean, just. <laughs> <laughs> what are you nuts? <laughs> Exactly. You're not getting a cake. I'm making it. 
<laughs> Julia vanilla? No, I, no one likes vanilla and chocolate. Okay. <laughs> no, you had it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, all right. Listen, everybody, on this uh, Friday, as we inch closer to the holiday season, very exciting. I am talking to Ann Sleeman about bringing back our Christmas podcast i'll keep you posted on that but in the meantime um what do we say help each other uh learn from mistakes and have a few laughs along the way and pay That's the vig what well, by all means pay the vig <laughs> most important <laughs> can, can you do buy bitches with with the oh with sorry the accent yes buy bitches oh perfect this podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.